jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. This is the Carl Arrington Archive on jasoncharles.net. This is Carl Arrington. This is my interview with Marvin Gaye, conducted in his home in Compton in Los Angeles in January of 1983, when he was having his big comeback with sexual healing on the album Midnight Love. You'll hear the name Larkin Arnold, who is best known as the executive at Columbia who signed Marvin Gaye away from Motown Records. Explain, tell me the, the, a little bit about how, how you finally extricated yourself from your contract with Motown, how much was left on it, why you did it, how, how Columbia managed to steal you away, or you steal yourself away, or... The, uh, the deal was this. I have been feeling pretty uh, lousy about uh, my situation at Motown for about five years now. I want, to, to, I want something not better, but something different. I want to expand. I need a facility that can carry my music other places to it. I mean, the whole bit, I need a larger vehicle. Blah, 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 to explain and say I feel cramped in as an artist. I feel imprisoned. I feel creatively stymied i've been with the company for 20 some years there's nothing i can do at this point if you keep me i don't think i'm going to survive as an artist i feel i'm smothered i feel claustrophobia i love you i love the company but i must go at this point in my mm-hmm. life. i need a change mm-hmm. change is essential call back and said okay if you feel that way oh you ain't selling your records anyway <laughs> I wonder sometimes if his decision to let me go was uh, from a noble perspective or from an economic, uh, I mean, just decided <laughs> from an economic decision. I'll never know. I would have made the same decision from a business perspective at that point. Mm. So CBS took a large, large gamble at that point. And Did you know Larkin and that's why you made that connection? Why did you go to Columbia? Well, I went to CBS. I went to CBS records at Columbia because uh, I feel that they, they have the best machine that they if they if they feel like they want to do something for an artist and they really feel yeah. like they they want to do it or the artist is deserving, I don't think there's a record company that can, uh, that can do a better voice. job. Yeah. So God is good to me. I'm with the best. I feel. Yeah. Anyway, so it happened like that, and um, uh, uh, Larkin came and he would tell me things like, Marvin, this is a I don't want to put any pressure on you. No, not at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, my head's going to be on the block if uh, this record doesn't sell, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you know the deal, right? So, you know, uh, Jesus, you know. And um, I'm so happy that um, I could do this. You know, it, um, it, it pulled it off. Good, yeah. you know? and, um, my, I feel my metamorphosis has been the whole CBS bit. I you feel like you're a butterfly. Out of that. Yes, I, I'm out of the cocoon. I'm a butterfly. <laughs> a butterfly. <laughs> when they when they heard the tape, when you had finished the tape for Midnight Love, did you you know have any sense of what was going to happen? Did you just say, did you feel the same about it that you felt about the last couple of Motown albums, or did you feel like God, I've done something here that? I mean, this looks like it could well be the best-selling album of the year. This is really I've never had one of those before. Yeah, I, I mean, not many other people have had it this year either. 
So yeah, hard to come by. <laughs> and it's certainly a matter of mud. Um, Let me tell you about I never, no, I, I always like to, to draw parallels between myself and a painter from an artistic point of view. I don't think when a painter does a picture, he knows how good it is. Yeah, he just knows that it. He only knows that that's what he wanted to do, yeah. and he did it in total honesty. Yeah. And hopefully somebody will like it, feel what he felt when he painted it. Yeah. That's how I feel about my music. <laughs> I don't, I don't gotta be said, this is a smash! Yeah. I don't know if this <laughs> is gonna be a smash. I didn't know what's going on was gonna be a big record. Yeah. I only did what I felt. So, no, I, I don't know. I can only pray. I don't know how it happens. I wish I did know how it happens. But a lot of people Something <laughs> happens to you, and I don't know, you get the pressure, you must do it. Um, it isn't something you say, okay, now I've done it. Yeah. Wow, this is it. Here it is, Lark, the smash. I told you I could do it. Yeah. Oh, God. I, <laughs> no, it's like, here it is, Lark. Uh, uh, I hope it. You know, all I can see is I hope we survive, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. I know a lot of people are surprised. Are you surprised? Yes. But I'm not surprised in the sense that it's happened this way from a confidence point of view. Because I don't work from a, I don't work from that non-confidence kind of thing. Yeah. I'm a very confident uh, person. I, like I said, I'm very secure in my art. You see, if I approached it from another point of view, it probably wouldn't have worked. Uh, were I under pressure to, to give and make it big money and do something, then it probably wouldn't have worked. Yeah. But what I did is Larkin, and I must say this for Larkin, Larkin told me, so listen, enough of that creative, innovative bullshit for now. He says this is a highly, highly competitive market, and you're either going to get contemporary with the rest of these people out here, and once you become that, and the people love you and embrace you again, we'll see about your innovativeness and your creativity and all the other, um, here my dears, and whatever else you want to lay on us outside. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, Marvin, listen to these records that are hits. And you fly over there and say, now listen to these and the so-and-sos and the so-and-sos. And see if you can uh, kind of get in this pocket a little bit to what people are into. Mm -hmm. Did you do that and because you cool. weren't really caught up with listening to... Well, for one thing, I'm out of the States for three years. Uh, I don't know what the market really is. I have been listening to a lot of European music. I, I, in fact, had I done the album and he not, had not done it, it may have sounded like a European album. Mm -hmm. You might find quite a bit of European influence in yeah. the music in this one. Yeah. But what happened, because he brought those things to me, I was able to use... The European influence and, and integrated with the funk, pop, uh, R&B music of the day, mm -hmm. and perhaps that fusion is what makes it a bit um, different, maybe, or I don't know. You've been listening to an excerpt of my interview with Marvin Gaye at his home in Los Angeles in January of 1983. This is Carl Arrington. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Carl Arrington Archive on jasoncharles.net. The Carl Arrington Archive is a collection of hundreds of hours of rare, in-depth interviews with the greatest musicians, performing artists, and writers, conducted over four decades by veteran journalist Carl Arrington. 
For more information about the series and upcoming episodes, go to the Carl Arrington Archive on the JasonCharles.net Podcast Network Audio Dramas channel. Follow us on Instagram at Carl Arrington Archive and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information regarding licensing and full extended interviews, contact Carl Arrington Archive at gmail.com. JasonCharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. That was so deep. Very, very deep.